the DI Guys podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm joined with my co-host and good friend, Mike Cogdo. Mike, what's going on in Denver today? Chris, do you really want to know? I always want to know what's going on in Denver, Mike. Once again, you know me, I've always got to talk about what it's like outside because I sit here with a big window in front of me. Well, we basically went one day in the last 10 days from around 60 degrees to minus 13 in 24 hours. For those of you that can do math, that's around 73, 74 degrees temperature swing. That's hard on everybody, Chris. Everybody that has to live and deal with that, it's hard on. So we're coming out of a deep freeze as we speak today. We've got a little bit of snow. It's the mountains, I think, have some reasonable snow. And the forecast, as you just asked me before we went on air here, is, uh, well, it'll probably be 60 on Sunday. Chris, you're absolutely correct. It should be right around 60 on Sunday. So welcome to the great state of Colorado, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And Mike, speaking of the weather, so you were in Florida a week ago, so you probably had some great weather. Then you come back to the freezing cold. Oh, so if you want to use me, yeah, I go from around 70 in Florida to minus 13 in the, on a given morning when you wake up out of bed. I mean, nobody likes that one, Chris. That's for sure. Me and my children who, you know, kids, as you know, kids don't like to wear coats and stuff, right? They're invincible. Absolutely. Yeah, and they think here in Colorado, like I do all the time, I make the same mistake, Chris. I, I wear it like a vest. Like it's really going to keep me warm when it's 13 below. A vest and a long sleeve shirt. Not so much. So my kids jump in the car and for the first time ever, I heard them go, God, it's really cold. And this was the car in the garage. <laughs> so we're coming out of it. And now you know me, I'm just getting ready for March Madness. So that's a whole other world that I like to just wait for and continue to watch. And on a side note, I think this year might be one of the best tournaments ever, Chris. So I'm getting excited about March Madness coming. As Bobby Herman once said, Tiger, I know it's a national holiday for you and it lasts about three or four weeks. So I'm, I'm getting excited about that as well. Well, Mike, I thought maybe what we do is start out today talking a little bit about the results that you and I have seen for the 2021 LIMRA study. Any initial thoughts? I have some thoughts I'd like to share, but just kind of want to allow you to share a couple thoughts uh, before me. Well, Chris, you know I'm a big pontificator anyway. One is, you know, we're looking again flat. Two, we could blame it on COVID, blame it on the pandemic. But I look at the numbers. I, I look at the carriers. Um, Chris, do you have the numbers right in front of you? I sure do, Mike. I, I would say pretty much everybody was flat, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't mind using the carriers because the limer numbers are what they are. I think Standard was up 15 to 17%, something like that. And I think Guardian may have been up, Berkshire Guardian, and everybody else was pretty much even or flat. Is that correct? Yeah, Standard was up 12%, and 12, uh, I'm sorry. You know, Berkshire Guardian was up uh, 13 And then the rest is pretty flat. Yeah, flat or down, just depending upon. So overall, the industry was up 1% in premium. So. You and I've talked so before flat. over the last few years, we've been incredibly flat as an industry. And I think what's your, you said something, Mike, that has perplexed me, especially in 21, not so much 20, because that was such a shock to our both our personal and our business psyche. But in 21, when people had basically they had lived almost a year with COVID, you would have thought 
that the DI world would sales would really increase since consumers now understood the importance of their paycheck and you know they realized that something bad could happen to them. Yet during last year, I mean, basically the industry was flat. There was, I mean, no growth in in, in probably the most target rich environment of all time. I would say. Chris, I couldn't agree more. And again, you know what? This is this is like <laughs> for you and I after two years of doing this. This is like living the crystal ball, sort of. We all know what happened with the pandemic. We already know, you know, we we, we counted deaths like Walter Cronkite counted deaths in the Vietnam War. Remember that? Yep. Every single day, Walter Cronkite would come on the news, and you and I were young at the time, but we still probably because we're crazy probably watched the news with. Somebody, I did. And they'd go, you know, we lost nine soldiers in the Vietnam War today. We lost 13. We had this. We had this every single day for two years. I would have thought that the entire world would have bought risk products without question. Working, getting money from the government, stimulus checks. I didn't care where the money would come from. I was totally wrong that I thought like disability insurance would take off and skyrocket through Zoom calls or phone calls. Meaning that instead of you prospecting like crazy as an agent or a planner, Chris, that I thought your clients would be calling you saying, you know what? This could happen to me. But <laughs> I was wrong. It's still a flat industry and the whole world is seeing what can happen. I just saw some stat and I may be wrong that they're talking about. You may have heard this, Chris, 250, 275,000 people. So a lot of people, quarter million that are suffering from what they're calling um, the residuals of COVID or long haul syndrome that are, that, you know, they don't know what the deal is. So, I mean, I don't know, and I can tell you that my own personal experience right here is Kate, that's my wife, Kate, my spouse, same thing. She's gone to a sinus doctor, so an ENT, she's gone to a dermatologist for these things on her face. And you know where they're sending her? There are actually physicians now that are that are, that are called uh, COVID centers. They're sending her to go see a doctor to see if this was COVID-related at all. She had it 18 months ago. And then obviously had Omicron again a second time and has had these little puffy things on her face, Chris, like under her eyes, like a sinus infection, but it's not. So it's been, it's, it's strange. And those kinds of things have happened tonight. And it's not severe at this point. You know, there's nothing major that we know about, no tumors in the brain or anything like that. But the point is she hasn't felt good for six months. It's hard to run a staging business seven days a week when you don't feel well every single day, just not right. You get through the day, you feel okay, and you don't feel right. So that being said, I would have thought, Chris, that the world would have said, you know what, now's the time for me to think about these risk products. And I'm too, too, too specifically, obviously, income protection, disability insurance, and life insurance. And I'm going to ask you the question, why do you think it, it did not happen? It's the ultimate question, right, Mike? And I believe, Mike, that it's a continuation of a theme you and I have discussed for several years now, is that the the distribution system has changed so dramatically since you and I started that the people who are touching consumers have not been trained, nor are they uh, do they have an affinity for risk products. And what I mean by that, when you and I got started, Life insurance agencies were, you know, all over the place. That's not the case here. So we got more financial advisors that are worried about assets under management. You have employee benefit firms that a few of them will offer IDI. But I just think that people are not predisposed to talking to their prospects and clients about the need to protect their income. Chris, and I couldn't agree more. And, and, and I'm just going to use 
another point that actually happened to me. I was down in Florida, and as you know, I've talked about maybe moving to Florida, maybe not, maybe even getting a you know a cottage somewhere at some point. So I was talking to a realtor who's wildly successful. Um, I was up in the Panhandle, wildly successful. And I asked her, of course, people ask what you do. And, you know, our job is not too hard to explain. And we talked for four or five minutes about income protection, disability specifics. So everything that I tell this listening audience and you and I tell, I do myself, even though I really don't do retail. And I go through three or four minutes of this. And you know what the response back was? Do I need that? You know, and this is a very smart person that's got a graduate degree, probably 49 years of age, no children, successful husband, has probably some rental properties, and just assumes that the world is never going to change. The real estate market will stay as hot as it is. Nothing's ever going to happen. She's never going to get hurt or sick, and it'll be fine. And she goes, should I really have something like that? And you know me, Chris. I said, you know what? Whoever your planner, whoever your financial advisor is, why don't you do me the favor and you ask them about it? So whether she does or not, I don't know, but that is total lack of awareness. That being said, I think you and I should take one second and say hats off to Mass Mutual because I saw my first disability insurance ad, Chris, fully about disability insurance on a weekend of basketball for NCAA basketball on a Saturday for the first time ever. And it was a Mass Mutual commercial. Have you seen it? You got to love it. You got to love it. Mike, I want to go back to something. First time ever. I want to go back to something that you said regarding the, the realtor. I think it validates what I said is that there, there's somebody, she obviously has, she has some kind of financial advisor, but that financial advisor has not been talking to her about the importance of income protection. Now, whether she needs it or not is a different discussion, but Correct. not really even knowing about it. That's, that's the problem. So it really validates what I said. It does exactly. Chris, I'm going to tell you what else she said, the sentence that I think people have heard. 10 million times. He takes care of all our stuff. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Because I don't think you have life insurance and I don't think you have disability insurance. So he, and she said he, he takes care of all our stuff. My, I didn't want to like get kicked out of a car, right? When I'm looking at a couple of beach cottages or whatever. So I didn't say, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> but I just go, yeah, I would just check with him to make sure that he's taking care of all your stuff. Just ask him about these two. Life insurance is always necessary, children or not. And income protection, I mean, I wouldn't be without it. And the one thing that I said I wouldn't be without it, at least made her take pause, Chris. Like, hmm, this guy doesn't seem like he's really dumb. He's got children. No, maybe. But it won't happen. I just want the audience to know it will not happen. I will ask her again because I will be talking to her again, and it will not happen. Hey, Mike, I want to bring up a a couple other things from Limra that I know you have a, a sales idea that you want to leave our audience with. I want to talk about overhead expense and disability buy sell. I think it's really interesting if you take a look at 2021 numbers that for BOE sales were flat. I mean, they were 0% increase. I mean, they were the difference between 20 and 21. It actually went down by $36,000 in its entirety. I don't know if that surprises me or not. I mean, it, it goes along the lines with individual DI. But I looked at the number of BOE policies that were sold in the entire industry in 2021 was 3,500. 3,500. And then what's really interesting is Northwestern Mutual Agents sold over one third of the total. Talk about opportunities. Think, I mean, there's 30 million businesses out there. Uh, A lot of them are sole proprietors, but yet a lot of them still need BOE. And yet we sold 3,500 as an industry. So. Huge opportunity. And then, well, Chris, go ahead, go ahead, and I'll go into myself. But what are your comments on BOE? 
Chris, I was just going to say, so it stands to reason that even during all the last two years of everything, we've only got approximately 3,500 small businesses in the United States of America, right? Must be. Because everybody needs it. You know, so, I mean, everybody has, almost everybody that runs any kind of business. Kate runs a staging company. I can do the math in my head, and she's actually selling it. But, you know, we needed like five grand a month while this business was around for lease because you know what the people that we rented warehouses from they don't care so i find that interesting when you said opportunity i don't know if there's a bigger opportunity than you just presented to the entire audience i don't think there is one i agree especially with people deciding to become entrepreneurs and do their thing great point and then mike buy sell i was down two percent from 2020 and and here here is something that just blows me away which probably indicates why so few carriers have buy sell in 2021 there were only 937 disability buy-sell policies sold in the you know domestic marketplace. And Northwestern Mutual sold approximately 40% of those. Mike, what did we talk about for many, many times? Do you want the old type of buy-sell coverage or the new type of buy-sell coverage? And so huge opportunities. But it's probably a lot of the headwinds on why more carriers aren't offering this because they say, look, there's less than a thousand policies are being sold. Why would we invest in a product that is not being sold? That again, I wish we could get, and it's, it would be impossible for you and I to get this number. But even during the year of 21, the way it set up and the way it happened, wouldn't it be interesting to see how many buy-sell agreements were written or rewritten in that same time period? I don't know if we could find that number anywhere. I don't think anybody would keep stats on that. But wouldn't it be interesting to see? I got to believe, Chris, with the number of attorneys we have in the United States of America, there might have been more than 900. What do you think? <laughs> That's my guess. So, Mike, I, I always think that uh, there's interesting data in, in LIMRA. It, it gets you thinking, gets us asking questions. But I, I, those are some of the things that I wanted to point out. Now, what I'd like to do, Mike, before we get out of here, uh, let's, let's give our audience the sales ideas. And I know one of the things that you've been very passionate about is the concept of return a premium on permanent life insurance. So what are your thoughts there? Well, one, you know, I've been told and I don't know. I know premium financing is pretty popular still for as far as a permanent product goes. But, you know, the guys I know that work for some of the for, for the mutuals still write fairly large amounts of permanent life insurance. And they do it, Chris, and you and I would agree for a whole lot of reasons, correct? Correct. A whole lot of reasons. So let's just not go deep into the whole lot of reasons, but let's talk about a really simple idea, and the concept works regardless, so we don't have to drill down and go deep, regardless of what you're talking about. If you're going to sell, and I'll even use a 30-year term, Chris, if you're going to sell a life insurance product to anybody, we always talk about waiver of premium, and that, you know, and there's, there's contracts that still have waiver of premium. There's contracts that don't because it works in a different way, correct? So all of those moving parts don't matter. It's, it's the idea of what you're, the conversation and the point you're trying to make. And the point you're trying to make is if you've got a thousand dollar a month premium for life insurance for two million dollars of insurance. And if you have like some kind of UL, that could be about the right number, Chris, where it's almost permanent term. So you're spending 12 grand a year. In the event you get hurt or sick, would you like to make sure those premiums are paid? Right. And what's the answer every time, Chris? Every time. Yes. Of course. Well, that can be taken care of. Now you don't go into any other details. So you've just told me that in the event you get hurt or sick and you don't go back to work, that you want the life insurance to stay in force no matter what. I'm reiterating this, Chris. 
just answer yes or no, make it really easy again for our audience. Mike, I, I definitely want those those uh, life insurance premiums paid. And Chris, I'm going to tell you why. Because if you're hurt or sick and you're not going to work, you're one step closer to death, whether you like it or not. Fair? Uh, yep. So your, your, your brain is working a little different if you're currently not working at all. And that's going on. So we want the life insurance to stay in force. Let me ask you another question. Chris, in the event you got hurt or sick, would you like to continue to stay in your home and have the mortgage paid? Yeah. No, no, I don't want to get out of this house. No. Chris, we're just going to go straight into the old world of mug. Chris, in the event you're hurt or sick, would you like utilities, gas, groceries, and some of the other things paid? Yes. Chris, in the event you get hurt or sick, would you like to have your, I'm going to call it a lease payment. Would you like the lease payment to be continued on your car so they don't come and repo it? I don't want to give up those cars, especially my wife, because she would uh, really be all in my, you know what, if I did, if we lost that car. And Chris, now the real big one, in the event you get hurt or sick, would you like to make sure that your cable television, your mobile phone, your internet, and all of the technology that you use monthly, which I'm guessing is probably about the same as a lease payment for a car, would you like to make sure that that stays? Couldn't live without it, Mike. Correct. So we've only done three or four things. We've done life insurance. We've done a house. We've done utility, gas, grocery, a car, and we've done technology across the board. Chris, in order of merit, most important to least important, run through those for me. Which is most important to you and which is least? Yeah, Mike, it's certainly the house. I would say I want to make sure that we can pay our, I would say our monthly bills. What I mean by that, Mike, is utilities and the groceries. Then I would say I would say that it's the cars, and then I would say it's the uh, you know kind of cable uh, phone. Although I realize how important how we're tied to the cable and the phone, but I I can't do without the other. And isn't it funny that like somehow life insurance ends up kind of on the bottom of those priorities? <laughs> I mean, it just does. Yep. You know, because we don't really think in those terms. We, you know, it's not tangible. We don't see it, so we don't think in those terms. You know, and I always tell people, you know, what's really most important to me is um, the house, obviously, and then the technology. Because in the event you're hurt or sick, Chris, you don't want anybody shutting your stuff off. Because that's your lifeblood to the whole entire outside world, your phone, your series. I mean, if you're hurt or sick, you're going to watch Yellowstone three times over because you got nothing else to do, right? you got nothing else to do in your life. You're probably laughing about Yellowstone. I think uh, <laughs> and I'm thinking about 1883. Yeah, exactly. So, so you get the point. I, telling somebody that and asking that question say, you know what? I got to wait for probably one to two percent of your gross income to waive every single thing we just talked about. Basically, almost forever. It can be forever sometimes. It can be, you know, age 67, 70, but I can waive it all forever. Will you have any interest in that at all? Not just your life insurance premium, which we discussed first, but all these other four things that we just threw out there. Because there's a whole laundry list, Chris, of things you don't want to give up. Is that fair? Yeah, I guess, Mike, you know, that what's probably going through my mind is it all sounds good, but you know, how much is it going to cost me? You said you said one to two percent. So I, I guess I'd like, like to let me you know, just let me just make it two percent right here, Chris, to take care of those things I just listed around two percent for what I just listed of your gross income. So you're making 200 a year. So for four thousand dollars or less, Chris, if my math is correct. I can take care. I can solve those problems for you. I can solve them. Are you interested? I am. Now, out of role play, Mike, here's here's what's really great about that dialogue. You know, number one is they're making a commitment before a producer would go and do any type of illustration. Correct. Correct. Yeah. There's no there's no numbers here yet. Yeah. And so, but so it's in other words, I'm buying off on whether it's four thousand a year, three thousand a year, two thousand. We're having that conversation. 
And then what you have done, the way you've positioned it, there's no debate about ONOC or residual or COLA or this or that. It's, I just want to make sure that I'm protected. So, you know, you get rid of all those things that people that get caught up in the weeds that talk themselves out of a sale. And that's our goal with this podcast, Chris, is what we did is we talked to the customer, our possible or potential customer about what we asked the questions. They told us what was important to them, right? We also presented a problem and told them how we could solve it. So we put the whole, as they say, the whole enchilada is in the client's hands now. You've given them enough information to rationally think that this is probably not a bad idea, even if they're thinking he's tricky or whatever anybody wants to think about me. The idea is I'll give you some numbers and I'm going to allow you to decide. And Chris, we're going to step back one 50, 60 episodes ago. You're going to bring units, Chris, and let them decide how many units they want to buy. One three-way and each unit's worth $1,000 a month. You know, Mike, I was that's exactly what I was thinking because if somebody gets scared at the, let's just say the $4,000 number and they want to do $2,500, it's very easy to say, okay, I understand. So which of these items that we discussed do you not want to waive in the event of disability? Correct. So it makes them, what, Mike, you always tell me you put the pen in their hand? Exactly. Yeah. I always tell people you put the pen in their hand because they're writing the check, right? And we still call it checks. Might be crypto. I don't know, but you get the point. And this is what we want to continue to do throughout 22 for everybody that listens. And if you're listening and you like this and you want, just give it to other people anywhere that are obviously in the financial services industry. I have some friends that listen to this just because they think I'm kind of a goofy guy and they're not even in the business. And I obviously don't listen to them all, but Chris, this is what we're going to do all 22. We're going to go back and continue to go down the path of not only talking industry trends, but try to remind you of sales ideas because the first one we ever gave, most everybody has forgotten. Wouldn't you agree? Job A, job B. And exactly. And that's okay. So pass this podcast on to others because Chris and I are going to continue to do this all through 22 and hopefully, you know, expand the viewing audience to help you increase your sales of that great product in the risk protection world known as, in our world, Chris, paycheck insurance or income protection. You got it. Mike, hope it warms up for you. Great talking to you. you. We'll talk soon. All right, my friend. Thank you. Enjoy.